three characters from the New Testament. Peter, Paul, and Timothy. And we learned some amazing truths about those three guys. And you'll notice on my right we have something called the data report board. Now, on the data report board, we captured some of the amazing truths, some of the important things that we needed to remember from the week. Okay? And our first day was on Wednesday, and this was our theme. Never too many mistakes. We were looking at Peter, and the truth was never too many mistakes for Peter to be part of God's great big expedition. So I'm going to invite Neil just to explain a little bit more about what we learnt from Peter. Thanks, Nathan. Well, good morning, everybody. I think if there's one thing that we can probably all agree on here this morning is that we all make mistakes, don't we? Um, some maybe a little bit more often than others. Some mistakes don't really matter. We can have a good laugh at them, can't we? Some of our group watched uh, Mr. Bean uh, this week. Some are a little bit more serious. So as Nathan said, one of the characters we looked at this, uh, this week was Peter. He made quite a few mistakes. His uh, journey with Jesus was a bit of a roller coaster, as we've got here. A bit of a roller coaster. And we looked at four snapshots from his life. And uh, we've thought of a little um, picture to help us to remember those particular incidents in his life. Uh, this is the first one, a rock. Um, now, can any of those who were at uh, Holiday Club this week, can anybody remember what the rock reminded us of? A story of Peter and Jesus. What was a rock about? Anyone remember? We've got the, uh, the mic here somewhere. No, we're my group. No, can't he? Well, let me give you a clue. Here's the other passage where it comes from. This was Jesus who said to Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed. You didn't discover this on your own. It was shown to you by my father in heaven. So I will call you Peter, which means a rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. So all going great, all going good. Peter's uh, really confident, but a bit too confident in himself rather than Jesus. Because the next incident, there's a bit of a drop, isn't there? A bit of a fall. There's a cockerel. What's the cockerel all about? Anybody remember the story of the cockerel? Yes, up there, Nathaniel, is it? Can you remember? Have a go. Three times. Three times he asked, do you love me? Well, come on to that bit. That's the next one. This one is three times somebody asked Peter, do you remember when Jesus was arrested? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Do you know Jesus? Three times Peter was asked, do you know Jesus? Jesus had been arrested, just as he said he would. And three times Peter was asked, do you know me? And what did Peter say? Do you know, is you one of Jesus' followers? What did Peter say? He said, no. He said, no, didn't he? Sadly, no, I'm not. Three times he said, no, I'm not. I never knew the guy. Never knew the guy. This is the, the, the depth. This is the pits. Jesus has let, Peter has let Jesus down. And just as Peter, Jesus said he would, the cockerel crowed three times. But although he's made the mistakes, it's not the end, is it? Because what happens next? What happens next? What's the next picture? Sheep. This is your one, Nathaniel. What did he ask? What did uh, Jesus ask Peter? Three times. Do you... Do you love me? Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? And what did Peter say? Can anybody remember? Yes, go for it. No. <laughs> that was the previous question. Well done. 
Well done. Yeah, it was great. You were listening well to the previous question. He said, no, I don't know Jesus. But this time, when Jesus said, do you love me, Peter? Yes, Mia, what did he say? He said, yes, this time. He changed the knee. He said, yes. You know I love you. I love you, Jesus. This is what he said. And Jesus said, then take care of my sheep. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Jesus forgave him, didn't he? I don't care how many times you've... uh, You've denied me, Peter. I don't know how many times you've let me down. You've made mistakes. But it can be never too many because I will still forgive you. I still love you. Come, follow me. And you can tell Peter, you can tell people about Jesus. What's the third picture? The fire, the fiery tongues. Anybody remember that one? The next little story. Anybody else in Stanley? Let's see if anybody else was listening this week. I think you were the only one paying attention, weren't you? Well done for you. Anybody else front row here? What were the tongues of fire? Lydia, Charlie, can you remember? Oh, over here, Chloe. I don't think you were there, but go and have a go. Go on then. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Well done, Holy Spirit. The tongues of this was the day of Pentecost. Jesus has died, he's come back to life, he's met up with Peter, he's told, he's forgiven him, and now he's ascended to heaven, and Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit appeared like tongues of fire. A whole crowd forms, they're saying, what is going on here, what is going on, and who is the person that stands up and tells them what is going on? It's Peter. Peter stands with the 11 apostles and says to the people that Jesus, you crucified, he is Lord, he's risen. And he says to them, turn back to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins will be forgiven. Just as I was forgiven, you too can be forgiven. That's the good news. So however many times Peter messed up, however many mistakes he made, Jesus forgave him and Jesus used him to tell other people about him. So that's good news. However many mistakes we make, Jesus can forgive us. Never too many mistakes. And the reason he can do that is because God can do anything. He can do anything with any any of us. Great. Well, uh, on uh, day two of our expedition, uh, you saw day one, we looked at Peter. Never too many mistakes. And on day two, we learned a brilliant story from the Bible, which taught us the really important lesson, never too bad. And we learned about a man in the Bible called Saul. Now Saul was a pretty horrible man, and so what we did in our group, we built an awesome little igloo upstairs on the landing. We were sitting in our group, and we were learning about this man Saul, and we had on the wall of the igloo this evil scale. And we thought about lots of different characters from history, lots of different people that we read on the news, people who are alive now, and people who had died. And we gave them all a score, and we wrote them up on the side of the igloo. One was not very bad, and ten was really, really bad. And then we had to think about where we would be. Now I'm going to read us the story of Saul, and it appears on the screen so you can read the words behind me. Saul approved the stoning of Stephen, who was the first Christian martyr. Some faithful followers of the Lord buried Stephen and mourned very much for him. At that time, the church in Jerusalem suffered terribly. All of the Lord's followers, except the apostles, were scattered everywhere in Judea and Samaria. Saul started making a lot of trouble for the church. 
He went from house to house, arresting men and women and putting them in jail. So we learnt about this man, Saul, who was pretty a bit of a nasty piece of work. And the story got worse because we got to chapter 9, and this is what we read. Saul kept on threatening to kill the Lord's followers. He even went to the high priest and asked for letters to the Jewish leaders in Damascus. He did this because he wanted to arrest and take to Jerusalem any man or woman who had accepted the law's way. Saul hated Jesus. Now, to help remind us of this, how much Saul hated Jesus, I'm going to read this story again, but this time you need to participate. This is a bit of fun, but actually it's teaching us a really important lesson. Every time I mention the name Saul, because he was really, really nasty, and because he hated Jesus, you need to boo really loudly to remind us of what Saul is like. It's a bit of fun, but actually it's a serious lesson because we want to remember how nasty Saul was. So let's have a little practice. Next time I mention the secret word, which is Saul, you're all going to boo. Okay, here we go. There was a man called Saul. Very good. No more practice needed. Here we go then. Saul approved the stoning of Stephen, who was the first Christian martyr. Some faithful followers of the Lord buried Stephen and mourned very much for him. At that time, the church in Jerusalem suffered terribly. All of the Lord's followers, except the apostles, were scattered everywhere in Judea and Samaria. Saul started making a lot of trouble for the church. He went from house to house, arresting men and women and putting them in jail. Saul kept on threatening to kill the Lord's followers. He even went to the high priest and asked for letters to the Jewish leaders in Damascus. He did this because he wanted to arrest and take to Jerusalem any man or woman who had accepted the Lord's way. Saul hated Jesus. So after we learned that story, we came back to our evil scale. And the children were marking on the scale that where they would put different people in history. And most of these nasty people were kind of four, five, six, maybe seven out of ten. Well, we had a bit of a think about where we would put ourselves all the different ways that we can ignore God and we cannot listen to him. And we gave ourselves about a four or five in the middle of the scale. And then we thought about Saul and we gave him 10 out of 10 because he was really, really bad and he really hated Christians. And we had to think a little bit about him. But the amazing thing is we learned, as we see from our data report board, not only are we, can we never make too many mistakes because Jesus will always forgive us, We also learned that we can never be too bad. And we learned this amazing verse that comes from another place in the Bible that teaches us how Jesus wants to forgive us, even of all the things that we've done wrong. He even wanted to forgive Saul. And this is the verse that's on the screen. And I've put in red, in little brackets, a little explanation of these verses so we understand what they're saying. We learned this together. If we claim we have no sin, so if we claim we've never done anything to hurt God... We're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins, which means say sorry to God and turn back to him, he is faithful and forgives our sins and cleanses us from all wickedness, which means that he will help us to be his friends again. And that's something we were thinking about all through the week. So this verse is a wonderful verse because it says, if you say you've never hurt God, you're lying. But if you say sorry to God and turn back to him, He always offers us forgiveness and enables us to be his friends. And one of the amazing story things about the story of Saul is not just that he was really bad, but God forgave him. 
But God also went on to use Saul to spread the good news of Jesus. He changed his heart and then Saul changed his life. So when Saul was on a journey to a city called Damascus, God sent a really bright light and it blinded Saul and he couldn't see the way. And Jesus called out to him and said, Saul, Saul, why are you trying to hurt me? And gradually God was changing Saul's heart and turned him from a man who was really, really bad to a man who then spent his life sharing the good news of Jesus with other people. And so big was this change that God actually changed his name from Saul to Paul to show how much he had changed his life. So one of the really important lessons we learned on day two is that we can never be too bad for God. And the story of Saul reminds us of that. Well, I've got two of my wonderful group from Polar Explorers, the Frosty Foxes. You're going to come forward and they're going to lead me, lead us all in a short prayer, reminding us of this story of Saul. So do you want to come up onto the stage so everyone can see you? Brilliant. This is Rose and Myers coming up as well. The Frosty Foxes were definitely the best team. And these girls were superstars all week. So you're going to read your prayer to us. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we are sorry for all the times we forget about you and forget what you have done for us. We are sorry that sometimes we carry on with our lives without you. We are sorry when we don't forgive others, forgetting how much you have forgiven us. Forgiven us. Please help us to remember Paul's story and that we can never be too bad for you to not forgive us. Amen. Amen. Dear God, thank you that we can trust in you. Thank you that you saved Peter, Paul and Timothy and forgave them. Oh, great God, you made us and you love us. Thank you for being so willing to forgive us. Make us quick to own up to whatever we do wrong so that we may quickly be forgiven. Then our day will not be spoilt by wrong and we can be happy all day long through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Aren't they beautiful prayers that the girls wrote all by themselves? So thank you very much for leading us in prayer. Well, we're going to, in a moment, learn about day three. Well, the the third New Testament character that we met on expedition last week was Timothy. So Peter, never too many mistakes. Paul, never too bad. And thirdly, Timothy, never too young. You see, however old you are, you're never too young to join God's big expedition. That's what we learned last week. Never too young to be a part of what God is doing in this world. But before we think a little bit about Timothy, I want us to think about a few other young people for whom age was no barrier. They're going to come up on the screen here. Here's our first young person, Jordan Romero, back in 2009, became the youngest person to climb Mount Everest, to conquer the mighty Mount Everest. But how old do you think Jordan Romero was? With the person next to you, have a little quiz, little challenge, little game. How old do you think Jordan Romero was? Youngest person to conquer Mount Everest. You got your answer logged in? Here we go then. Youngest person to conquer Mount Everest, Jordan Romero, age 13. 13 years old. You are never too young to climb Mount Everest. Here's our second person. 
Tom Gregory, here he is swimming the channel. Tom Gregory is the youngest person to ever swim from England to France. It's actually a distance with the tides of about 36 miles. But how old was Tom Gregory when he swam from England to France? 30 seconds. Person sat next to you. Older or younger than Jordan Romero? What do you reckon? Okay, here we go then. Tom Gregory was age 11. You're never too young to swim the channel. And here we go. Here's our third person, Akrit Jaswal, the world's youngest surgeon. But how old was Akrit when he went to university to study medicine? Remember, you're normally about 18, 18, 19 when you go to university. How old was Akrit? Discuss. Older or younger than Tom Gregory? What do you reckon? Okay, here we go then. Akrit was 10. 10 years old when he went to university to study medicine. Never too young. And then we come to Timothy. And the first time we come across Timothy in the Bible, we come across Timothy as a young man. And as we look at the life of Timothy, we're reminded of at least two things. Firstly, you're never too young to be a Christian. Never too young to join God's big expedition. And secondly, you're never too young to make a difference for Jesus in this world. You see, Timothy's story was actually very different to Paul. You remember Paul was a dramatic moment on the Damascus Road, a big, a big light and a voice from heaven, and, and Paul was changed like that, in a finger click. Timothy, however, in contrast, grew up in a Christian home, and he was taught and he was discipled by his mum and by his gran. As you read here, 2 Timothy 1, verse 5, this is Paul now speaking. Saul, who was converted to Paul, writing to Timothy... And he says, I am reminded of your sincere faith. And that word sincere just means real. Timothy had a real, genuine faith. A faith in Jesus that was so obvious to everybody. It's a faith that first lived in his grandmother Lois, in his mother Eunice. And Paul says, now I'm convinced, Timothy, that that same faith in Jesus is alive in you. You are never too young to be a Christian. In fact, all you need to know is your A, B, C. A, to admit. To admit that we have wronged God, turned away from God, and have gone our own way in life. A, for admit. B, for belief. To believe and trust that God loved this world and he loved you so much that he would send Jesus into this world to die on a cross so that we might be forgiven. A for admit, B for believe, and C to commit. To commit to live your life with Jesus as your Lord and King, to be the first and most important person in your life. You're never too young. However old you are today, you're never too young to be a Christian. But in addition to that, you're never too young to make a real difference for Jesus in this world. To leave a, a kingdom footprint for Jesus wherever you go. 
On our last Friday afternoon in, in base camp, we were sat here and we had a snowy sofa here where we used to interview people each day. And on that last afternoon, we interviewed uh, Matty Wallace and Tia Khan. And it was lovely to hear them interviewed and, and to speak so clearly of their faith in Jesus. You see two living and breathing examples of many people who are making a stand for Jesus in this world despite their young age and making a real difference for Jesus. You see, you don't need to wait until you're older to become a Christian. You don't need to wait until you're older to start telling other people about Jesus. You don't need to wait until you're older to go into your schools and your places of work if you are a bit older and and your sports teams and your social settings to make a difference for Jesus. And it was our big prayer right at the beginning of Holiday Club when we started out on the planning that young people would come, lots would come, and that they'd have fun, they'd have a great week. But as we open up the Bible, they would meet Jesus for themselves, that their lives would be changed by Jesus and that they would go back into this world and to leave footprints, footprints everywhere for Jesus, pointing other people to him as well which is why we finish with this verse on the screen that we've just sunk don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example to the believers in speech in life in love in faith and in purity first timothy 4:12 never too many mistakes never too bad and never too young to be a part of God's great expedition. Shall we pray together? Father in heaven, we do want to thank you. We give you great thanks for last week, for all the fun that was had. We thank you for every every young person, every child who attended. We thank you for the games, for, for the craft, for the activities, for the sports. We thank you for all that we did, for all that we learnt for the memories that were made. And Lord God, we do pray now that for every every child that came to be a part of Polar Explorers, we pray that all those different things that they learned, that however many mistakes we make, we can never make too many mistakes for you. Your forgiveness is greater. However far we think we have wandered from you, however bad we think we may be, we are never out of reach of your love. And however young or indeed however old we might be, we can make a difference for you in this world. Please remind and encourage all those who came to Polar Explorers with those great truths this day. And Father, as we pray for them, so we pray for ourselves as we think about... Monday morning, as we think about going back into our places of work, as we think about going back into our schools, as we think about those whom we live alongside, we pray too that the good news of the gospel would be imprinted on our hearts, that each one of us might walk into our world tomorrow and leave footprints, kingdom footprints everywhere for Jesus, that others might know him, and love him, and follow him, and live for him as well. And we pray all this for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Let me close our time together by praying. 
Father God, thank you so much for this morning and all that we've done. Thank you for this week and all that we've learned. Never too many mistakes, never too bad, never too young to join God's great big expedition. I pray that we take those truths seriously and Lord, that we remember them. Please, Lord, I pray that this week we remember the things we've learned and allow them to affect our lives. Lord, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.